0: and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur.
1: This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with us here today. I so appreciate you. I'm so grateful you're here. You are so incredibly amazing. You know, I think sometimes when you hear me say that, you think that it's trite, or I don't really mean it, or, you know, I've never really met you, so how would I know? But here's the thing, you are incredible. You were created for a purpose, I just know it. Maybe we've never met, maybe we have. I know some of you and I don't know some of you. But here's what I know positively and that's that you are amazing. You were made for a purpose. There are so many things in life that are meant for us to take us to the heights and sometimes the depths of where we need to be in life. And often on our journey in life we we lose it. We miss how bright, shiny and wonderful we are. And although I've got some great guests for you today and some amazing things that are absolutely going to up-level you in both your life and your business, I want you to know, before we go any further, how incredible you are, how amazing you are, how purposeful, useful, important, and incredible you are. I want you to take that in, hold it inside of you, and know... That if you've never heard it before, or if you've heard it every moment of your life, doesn't make it any more or any less true, because it couldn't be any more true. You're amazing, and yes, you're incredible, too. Inside of each one of us, and this is what we're going to talk about today, is really, truly embracing the best us. You see, there are some transitions that we have to go through in order to get from where we are to where we're going. Some of those, most of those, let's be honest, most of the times that we have to transition in our life come from decisions we made. Not always. Sometimes they come at us from external circumstances. And either way, we're not in a judgment place here, so we don't need to critique whether you're coming from a place of judgment or a place of lack or a place of bad decision or from the herd of another that took you to some place you shouldn't go. In and through all of that, there is reinvention. There is rediscovery. There is the art of becoming the best you you can be. And that takes work. I wish I could tell you that I have a magic wand and I could just bippity-boppity-boo and everything is fine. But think about it for a minute. Think about Cinderella. You know, she put a lot of time into the making of a beautiful gown and then her wicked stepsisters tore it to shreds. And then her fairy godmother came in and she had the ability to go bippity-boppity-boo. And for a moment there, it looked like everything was perfect. Cinderella, with her tiny little feet in her glass slippers, she went to the ball and she danced with the handsome prince. And then the clock began to strike midnight. and She had to dash away. She didn't want to. You know what that's like? In one of the best moments of your life. And you have to dash away. Because it's not the right time. It's not for you or the time for that's up. Because you have commitments. Because if you go any further, the facade of your real life will be destroyed by the magic of the moment. And no longer will there be that magical moment. You're convinced that the reality will set in and no one will ever love you, no one will ever want you. Often, even in those moments where we feel transferred, we feel transformed into a beautiful, magical creature and we see the gem that is us. And for just a moment, we're embracing it just like Cinderella was at the ball. And then we hear the clock strike. And then we know we've got to dash away because soon the beautiful, elegant gown is going to be tattered rags again. The crystal carriage is nothing more than a pumpkin. The noble steeds are just little tiny field mice. And we're nothing but a scullery maid living in the ashes of a broken life. We've all been there. It's rough. It really is. I know what it's like, and I'm sure you do too. The bippity-boppity-boo moves past, but then we get to a place so much more powerful. We get to reality. Because in that moment, we get to be able to stand up and be who we truly are inside. We can ha- We can cower, we can hide, we can pretend that we're nothing more than a scullery maid. Or when opportunity comes, we can have prepared ourselves in those awful situations to be a person of elegance, of beauty, of charm, of character. That's when it counts. That's when it's important. And in that moment, when the opportunity, just like the prince showing up with the tiny little glass slipper, when the opportunity comes, are you going to cower and hide? Or are you going to stand up, step out, and be the princess that you always were? It's not something new, it's not something that's going to become something you weren't. It's the inner you finally coming to the surface. No one else maybe has ever seen it before, but it's always been in there. That elegant, beautiful, radiant gem that you are. Can't help but shine. You may have been buried in the dirt or much worse things. Shattered on the floor by the circumstances in life. Again, maybe they were choices of your own. Maybe they were choices of others. You can lay there on the ground, shattered for the rest of your life. Or you can choose to get up. I encourage you to do that right now. Stand up. Stand in your power. See how amazingly, wonderfully, brilliantly radiant you are. And begin to shine. Today is your day of transformation. Today is the day to embrace the real you. No matter what has been, now is your time. Now is when you're going to shine. You're going to learn some skills, some tricks, some tips during this episode to help you step out. Reinvent yourself if necessary. Redefine who you are in your own mind. Because it's only you that's convinced you you're less than. In truth, you're so much greater than you give you credit for. And it doesn't matter what the world has said. You are a precious, magnificent, beautiful, radiant, precious gem. And today is your day to live as a thriving entrepreneur. We're going to take a commercial break and we will be right back.
2: If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. with Steve it's risk free it's guaranteed it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes yourbestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you gotta do is book a call yourbestsellertoday.com go to yourbestsellertoday.com book a talk with Steve it's proven it's guaranteed it's gonna happen all you have to do is say yes to your destiny.
0: Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. All right, so let's
1: jump into our first guest here. First, we're going to talk about the art of reinventing you that teaches you how to be a close herd. We've got an amazing international best-selling author to talk to you about the process you've got to go through to reinvent yourself, to come out from underneath of. Shine who you are and then step up. Make the money you're supposed to make, yes, but be the person of influence that you were always intended to be in this world. Now is your day of transformation. And this is your time to shine. Join me in welcoming Gabrielle Leonard. Hey, Gabrielle, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you doing, Steve? I am doing so good. Thanks for asking. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about who you are and how you show up in the world.
3: Okay, hey, I'm Gabrielle Leonard. I'm a corporate income strategy coach. Um, more accurately, I'm a six figure uh, corporate strategy coach. I help my clients to make six figures or more in closing high end or corporate contracts. That's what I do. I'm really good at doing that. Uh, my success rate is extremely excellent. Um, and I have results upon results upon results upon results. So that's what, who I am. I'm also a mom. I have two kids, 11 year old son, his name is Malachi. My daughter, she is seven. Her name is Zaya and married to an awesome, supportive husband. Um, last thing, so you guys can get to know a little bit more about me, is I am actually from the U.S. Virgin Islands. I live in the United States Virgin Islands on the island of St. Thomas. So that's a little bit about myself.
1: <laughs> and are you guys, you guys doing okay down there right now? I mean, I know there's storms constantly moving through, it seems mm-hmm. like, you're, you're okay right now?
3: Yeah, we're okay, we're doing good now. Um, we are in the middle of hurricane season, um, essentially, and so, um, Our island is a little bit traumatized from the last two Category 5 hurricanes that we had, Hurricanes Irma and Maria, which devastated our island for about 100 days. We didn't have power, electricity, um, running water. So we're just kind of batting our island back up on track, and now we're getting hurricane season. So, And it's not looking like a great hurricane season, but we're praying that everything goes well this year. But we're doing pretty okay now, yeah. Great pace to live right up until the hurricane rolls in, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And the messed up part about it all is that my birthday hits around hurricanes. So usually there's so much going on around my birthday time. So <laughs> it's always like, okay, we got to start getting packing up on our, our, our water. And we got to start packing up on, on, on canned goods and making sure that we have everything ready to lock us down if anything has to happen on a dime, you know? So it's interesting how that works every single year.
1: So your book is called becoming a close her the art of reinvention that attracts high end and corporate clients. And it's kind of split up into two parts. It first talks about how you had to reinvent yourself and then about how to close corporate clients. So let's cover both of those first. Tell us a little bit about your personal reinvention story.
3: So, yeah, um, I used to be homeless. Um, I actually dropped out of high school in my senior year of high school. I did go back and graduate finishing up my um, studies a year later. Um, That was a really tough moment for me because I grew up pretty much a church girl in the church seven days a week. My mom was a member of the church and doing leadership at the church. And, you know, I just grew up in the church. And so from that to someone who's on the streets in the hood in the ghettos, right? And just being on the corner with the street, the thug guys, um that was a whole different lifestyle for me not that I wanted to be there I was kicked out um unfortunately um because of my stepfather but the time stepfather um and you know my mom was put in a really bad place but you know being on the streets you know and being in this place of you know someone when when I was in high school I was you know taking honors classes I was in the volleyball team I was taking private lessons I was you know i in the club at one point i was a vice president of the student council i was in general and all these different activities right i was a well-rounded student had these plans of being a doctor or going into medical the medical field and you know i was so excited about life and looking forward to life you know getting out of getting off of the island and getting of uh, the situation i was in and when i ended up on the streets all that crumbled like i felt like wow my life is over now right um and then I made a decision, and that's when my reinvention started. I was on the street. I made a decision. I'm like, you know what? I know what I want to be, and there's still time for me to be that. And so that made that meant that I had to go back to high school and graduate. That meant that I had to get a good job and get money and save, get 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 an apartment, right? And that's where my my reinvention journey, you know, started. And then I reinvented myself into the person that I am right now, which is someone who's closing, you know, multiple five figure plus contracts in the middle of working on a six figure contract right now, Um, you know, helping my clients do the same thing, closing amazing high end clients who pay me, you know, what I, what I asked for without question, who pay that money and they get a return on their investment. I just celebrated um, the, when I wrote the book, I had just celebrated um, making $116,000 in three months. And I'm just celebrating making up pretty much $100,000 in eight weeks. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it's, I'm always breaking my own records and it, it took time to get from that person, that girl, that scared girl on the streets who felt like her life was over to being someone right now who has a happy, you know, I live in a happy home, I have a happy family, I've created a happy, healthy home for my family. You know, I'm in a place where I'm, I'm making, you know, good money, even in the middle of a pandemic, Um, you know, and my clients are doing the same as well. It's not just about me. It's also about my clients. They're also, you know, the pandemic is not affecting them because they know the strategies that, that we have, I've taught them to be able to be successful during this time. Right. And so that's the journey. That's the reinvention going from that one place in my life to where I am now. It all started with a decision. It all started with me being determined to be a different person and reinventing my entire being into the person that I knew I had to become in order to in order to be where I am today, right? This is what I envisioned. The life that I have right now is what I envisioned and in order for me to have it, I had to reinvent myself. Mm, that makes so much sense. Yeah. So you
1: break down in really good detail all of the steps and everything you need to do to attract high-end clients. And of course, if a person wants to learn all of that, they got to get the book. But um, I'll ask you an unfair question. Of all the things you've got in there, what is your favorite part that you teach people to help them attract high-end clients?
3: My favorite part, so I talk about three different systems, essentially. I talk about my triple E method, I talk about the is the five steps of in corporate contract. And I talk. I break those five steps down into 10 phases, right? So I'm, I'm very in that regard. But the fifth, my favorite part is the triple E method. Embrace, embody, empower. This is the art of reinvention, right? My steps to reinvent myself. So it's my favorite part because what I realized with working with my clients is that you literally, clients come to me, after, you know, looking on Google, trying to find all the strategies, you know, joining different courses, having all the strategies available to them and the strategies are working. And the reason it's not working is that your strategy works unless the, the, the mind behind the strategy is it's renewed, it's reinvented, it's in alignment with the life you want to have, right? So you can have all the strategy in the world, but if you haven't reinvented yourself, to someone who can receive what's on the other strategy then it's a moot point it doesn't matter right and that's why a lot of clients come to me, me like got i hired a coach and I, didn't. I did this because a lot of coaches they focus on the strategy part but they don't focus on the inner part and that's why i talk about the art of reinvention which is the triple e that embrace embody empower this is so important if you don't embrace the person that you want to be then you're operating in this weird sense of not self, right? You're operating in this life that's just like, I hope I can get what I want, right? But when you embrace that life that you want, you're saying in to yourself, I am going to get the life that I want. When you embody that person now, you em- you embrace that person, you start embodying that person. That means you not only embody that person in, in, in how you talk, but how you dress, how you charge, how you operate the level of service and quality of service that you provide to your clients, all that needs to level up as a result, right? And now you're able to empower others to say yes to you, and you're able to empower the people around you to level up as well, right? And so that part, this, the the three steps right there, that triple E step, those triple triple E method, that three-step reinvention process, needs to happen before you start going after corporate contracts. This is exactly why... I didn't want it to be two books. I wanted to be one book with two parts because I knew we can't focus on getting corporate contracts all day. And that book would just be, it would be a great book. Here's how you can get corporate contracts. But I knew also that if I didn't put in the art of reinvention piece in there, that it would just be another strategy that you can look up on Google or you can go and go to someone's course and get, or you can ask a mentor about, right? Cause everything is, you can find everything on Google, right? If you want to, yes, I have different doing things that's different than other people, what that's allowed me to get quicker success. But you probably would have figured it out. But the problem is you don't have the behind the scenes stuff. Now, when you have my new strategy, my strategy that's proprietary, how I'm able to get done quicker, it works on an accelerated pace for you because you have the behind the scenes stuff, the, thing, the inner work that needs to happen that allows you to live the life that you want. Right now, the strategy works for you. And the good part about the embrace and body and power method is that once you put that part into play, all of a strategy starts to work start because now you have the right mindset behind of as you into play right now you have the, 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 power behind the strategy. The strategy is the vehicle, but the triple E method is power. It's the engine. It's the power source to make the vehicle run. Right. And I want you guys to look at move forward as that. It's a vehicle, but the inner work, it's the power to make the vehicle run.
1: Mm. That's so good. So with that in mind, what would you say is the number one thing? I know there's a lot of them, but what's the number one thing that holds people
3: back from reinventing themselves? Fear. Um, The biggest thing is fear, but more specifically, it's the fear of failing. Let me explain that a little bit more. When I have my clients go through the triple E method of embracing, this looks like envisioning yourself, like we all have a 10 year goal, right? We we all have a goal as well, how we see ourselves in 10 years, right? So a lot of us that may be, you know, it might be moving into a corner office. It might be being retired, being on an island somewhere, whatever that is, right? We all have a 10-year goal. We all know what it looks like. In that, I ask my clients to embrace that. Right? Okay. So now, what it looks like, I want you to really embrace it and own it. Here's the thing that happens, and this happened with me as well. You know, I used to be the kind of person that would would be afraid to admit that I wanted luxury items. I wanted like Louis Vuitton bags and Chanel bags and stuff like that. I used to be the person that was I was afraid to admit because I. I saw a lot of people who do have those things and they came across snotty and stuck up and, you know, not nice people. And for some reason, my mind put having luxury things coming snotty, right? And that's not the case. You are who you are. Well, just highlights it, right? Um, and the reason why I was afraid to admit that's what I wanted was because I, I realized I was afraid I wouldn't get it. If I finally admitted it to myself, now I have something to, to, to do. I have work to do, right? What if I fail? And that's the biggest thing that happens for a lot of people. They don't want to own the person that they want to be and the life that they want to have because they're afraid that if they, 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 they're they going to get their hopes up and disappoint themselves. And they're afraid of failing. That's the biggest thing that holds from living that life.
1: It's so true. It's our own selves that often hold us back the most. So tell the listeners, um, if they want to go deeper with you, I mean, obviously, they need to buy the book from Amazon. But if they want to go deeper with you, how can a person work with you?
3: So the first thing I always do when someone inquires to, you know, they want they're like, I want to know more about what you do, I want to know more about your services. I always tell people go add me as a friend on Facebook and look at the results, look at the client testimonials, look at the case study videos that my clients have done with me and where we have a conversation about where they were before working with me and where they are now. The Reason for that is because I'm not here to convince you to You're right. What I want you to do is I want you to make your own mind up. And the best way to do that is to see the results that I have. So add me as a friend. I'm Gabrielle on Facebook. You can add me as a friend. And you get to see the behind the scenes of clients that I work with. You get to see me post win after win after win every single day. The next part of that is I want you to go to bit.ly, B-I-T.ly slash coachingwithgabrielle. It's capital C for coaching. With is lowercase w. And Gabrielle is capital G. And that's gonna take you to an application for you to fill out a free compliment, a complimentary um, strategy call with me. Now, what that call looks like is pretty much a fitting call. It's a call where I get on a call with you and we look at your strategy for where you want your business with getting high end and corporate clients and what that would look like for you. So, I actually mapped an entire strategy out for you on that call and it's all complimentary, right? now. On, at the end of the call, you actually walk away with that strategy. So you have that strategy in your hand. Whether or not we decide to work with each other, you can put that into play. But here's the thing. You apply on the application, and if you are approved, then you move on to that free call. If you're not approved, then we let you know that you didn't, your application was not, was, was not approved. Um, it was denied. Um, we let you know why, and we also give you a, a gift you know, as a thank you for taking the time out to fill the application out. And the reason for this is because and I'm not looking to work with everyone. There's so many people out here who just work with anyone. And it's like, you know, it's all about money for me. It's about more than that. It's about me, number one, I'm legacy, right? Number two, I, I take pride in the fact that I can help my kids to get results. So I'm very mindful about who I decide to work with. Also about energy for me, right? I want to make sure that we are compatible for each other, right? That we vibe well with each other and that we will have fun working together. So those things are all things that uh, align. Also, I look at your application to make sure that your application, what you see on the application um, indicates to me are a good fit for any program that I may have. Um, and the application is done in a way that allows me to know that. So go in there, don't judge it, just answer the questions honestly on the application. Uh, once you qualify, you get that complimentary call. Um, if you, at the end of the call, you'll know whether or not, whether or not you're a good fit, if you want to move with me or not. And if you are, if you're a good fit, I'll invite you to be in one of my programs. And that's how that goes.
1: Perfect. So what is one really simple thing that a person who just listened to just this interview could do right now
3: um, to begin to reinvent themselves? I think the first thing that, you know, you can do is that, that triple E, right? Embrace the person that you want to be. I start embodying her or him, living as that person now, not waiting until then to start living that life, but living that life right now, right? And then embody, like when you are embodying it, I'm talking you, you are going out there and you are talking to people as the CEO that you see yourself as in your in your mind's eye. What starts to happen when you start doing that is that you start to attract people to you. That energy becomes very attractive to people, and now you're attracting the right kind of people to you because that's a real quick way. Or I wouldn't say quick, but it's a really good way to level up your frequency, right? You're in this place where we all know. You probably already know by now about like frequencies and stuff like that. We're a little bit woo here, but we there's there's you know the the life that you want is on one frequency, and you are on another, right? And so when you have to embrace and embody, you're not putting yourself on the frequency of the life that you want, and that's kind of like, that's really the secret of it all, right? It's, is putting yourself on the frequency of the life that you want, and so when you start to do that, now you start attracting opportunities to you. And this is the biggest thing that happens with my clients is that they start doing this, and before they put the strategy into place, opportunities show up for them, right? And so this is where I want you to focus on: right? focus on the Triple E method, right? And you know, when you get the book, you'll see it. It, it, it walks. It, it walks. You know, walks you through how to live that triple E method. That's a really good way to start, place to start because this is, before I even had the strategy of closing corporate contracts, this is how I was able to, you know, have lunch with the governor of the US Virgin Islands. You know, I was able to get a congressional award on, on a congressional um, a, a award from the Honorable Congresswoman, um, a member of Congress, you know, I was able to do all these things, rub shoulders with people in high places, before I even have the strategy and learned about the strategy and even, you know, um, mastered my strategy of closing corporate contracts in a deep fast way. Um, and so this is where I want you to start. The book is called
1: Becoming a Close Her, The Art of Reinvention That Attracts High-End and Corporate Clients. It's written by Gabrielle Leonard. Gabrielle, thanks so much for
3: spending some time with us on the show here today. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. I appreciate it so much.
1: It's an art form. Reinventing you and being the person you were meant to be is an art that I hope you will become a master artist at as you live as a thriving entrepreneur.
2: If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is Say yes to your destiny.
0: Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur.
1: This is Steve. Welcome back. In the last segment, we were talking about reinventing you, about stepping up and learning to close those big corporate deals. Do the things that you've always dreamt of being. And so now in this next segment, we want to really dive into you, making yourself the best you can be so that you can do all that you're meant to do in your life and in your business. Join me in welcoming Megan Fettis. Hey, Megan, how are you doing today?
4: I'm so well, Steve. Thanks so much for having me here.
1: How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah. Great day. Beautiful sunshine out. It's hard to be sad when the sun's shining and beautiful, right? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) All right. So tell
4: everybody a little bit
1: about who you are and what you do in the world.
4: Absolutely. I am a business developer and spiritual or lifestyle alignment coach, I like to call myself. And basically what that is, is I work with holistic entrepreneurs to get really clear on their messaging and get themselves into the alignment with their messaging so that they can actually create the business that they really love. So I work with yoga instructors and healers and coaches, all of those incredible individuals and help them get into alignment with who they are and what they're meant to be doing.
1: I know a lot of us struggle with who am I? It's that big universal question, you know, and then Things like, well, I'm, you know, so-and-so's child or things like that. Give us some insight. How does a person discover who am I?
4: You know, I have an actually an exercise specifically designed for that question because so often we do, we put these labels on ourselves or we put these um, constraints, I like to call them, where we put ourselves into a box and then we almost feel stuck in that identification. And Really, ultimately, who we are is a product of creation. In any single moment, we get to choose who we are, but utilizing our past experiences, our past challenges to really understand what we're meant to be doing. And so it's kind of a combination between who we choose we want to be and what we've experienced in our past, what struggles we've overcame, what mountains we've climbed to really discover that.
1: Mm, That's a tough one. Yeah. Um, So part of, uh, you know, being who we are is actually embracing what we've been through.
4: Yes. And choosing to lean into that. That's really where we create that ultimate shift in our lives is choosing to embrace all parts of ourselves and all things that we've experienced. And knowing that what we've experienced is really shaping us for our skill sets and our abilities to show up differently in the world today.
1: All right. And so I'm going to challenge you because I know you can handle this. Um, You know, with some of the authors that I've worked with, some of the things that they've been through are beyond horrendous. Um, How does a person learn to choose to take those most revolting of things that have happened in their past and embrace them?
4: I love that question Steve because I get asked that all the time and one of the biggest things is we've all had one of those grueling challenging experiences and um, actually I'll, I'll dive into that question here in a second. I love meeting and talking to people and hearing their stories because that's really in humanity where we get to learn so much. We get to learn how to take in the characteristics of like adversity and resiliency and and strength. Now, when it comes to leaning into those those past or those traumas, those experiences that are not all that pleasant, it's not something that we can often do in the moment, right? Like so many people ask, well, why couldn't I shift my perspective in that moment? Well, you're going through that breakdown, right? Like you're basically you're being shown that what you knew before is no longer your truth. And you have to go through that, that depth of, of sadness and fear or all of the emotions that come with it, the grief, whatever it might be, in order to first come through it. But then we want to take a look, and this comes from being able to shift from a, and look at it from a higher perspective, I like to call it where instead of seeing it as this happened to me how did it actually happen for you what was it actually creating for you in your life and often we need to come to a place of like true forgiveness of that experience in order to be able to come into that place of higher forgive or higher perspective so that you can actually see what it's welcoming into your life as a result Okay.
1: That can be a really tough one. I mean, especially when the things are so egregious, Um, what are, are there some steps that we can take to really come into true forgiveness?
4: Mm. Yeah. So I'll share a personal experience with this one. Um, Part of my experience in my past was I was in a relationship that was not a very, pleasant relationship it was quite abusive actually and it went into the realms of physical mental emotional and sexual abuse and it took me to be fully vulnerable it took me many years to be able to move past that and I would run into that man multiple times and my whole being would just shake right up and everything would just react and the first step that I utilized in that process was I had to take a look at how I was showing up. So it's really easy for us to look at the outside experience, but we need to start turning it around and look at like, how am I showing up? And not from a place of blame or shame, but from a point of empowerment. So for me in that experience, it was, I wasn't speaking my truth. I wasn't holding my power. I wasn't trusting in myself. I continued to allow it to happen. Now, was that a fault of mine? No, because I wasn't in a place yet to be able to pull myself out of it. But I had to acknowledge those pieces that I was contributing so that I could take my power back, and then begin to bring in the forgiveness for that individual. And recognizing that every single thing, every single person, every single experience is actually teaching us what it is that we're truly capable of, and once you come into that space of acknowledging it within yourself first and then coming into that space of forgiveness then then all of a sudden there's a choice, and this goes into the law of polarity, where we have at any given time we're presented with two choices: a positive or a negative, or a good or a bad, if you will, that's like the easiest way to describe it, but it both are opposing energies of each other. And so you're presented with that choice of do you want to use it to break you or do you want to use it to fuel you? And whatever choice you make is okay, right? It's it's ultimately that person's journey and that person's choice. But in that moment when you have that choice, what is it that you want to live with? What is it that you want to create moving forward and how can you utilize it? in a more positive manner.
1: Hmm. Wow. Um, and so obviously that takes work. It would be nice if we could just do things like that and poof, we were all good, right?
4: <laughs> oh yes, I, I joke all the time about like the healing journey. They often show us like the shiny healed image on the other side but they don't show us the trenches and the work and the messiness that it takes in the process.
1: Oh, I did a Facebook live on that last week about the concept of the fact that we talk about reaching your breakthrough, you know, and it's exciting, but we don't talk about the breaking or the through.
4: (laughs) Yes. I love that because, and I, you know what, I wish more people would talk about that because again, we all have those stories and those experiences and it's the, the process that really is where, the richness or the true abundance lies.
1: Yeah. It takes pressure to make diamonds and none of the diamonds wants to be under pressure.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So true. I know. And it's one of those things, like, I've heard so many people tell me, well, I wish I didn't have to experience that or, or I wish that I didn't have to feel this way. And if we could, realize or take that step back and recognize that nothing is to to truly break us apart it's simply meant to break us out of our old ways or our old beliefs or our old patterns that we can see something different
1: Hmm. some of those things they come back on us you know we've gone through this whole process and we've forgiven and then something triggers us. I know you never have that happen to you, but I'll just say for me, right? (laughs) Um, What kind of things can we set in ourselves to help us in those rough moments realize we have fully forgiven and move as the new person that we are versus the person that we were? Mm.
4: Yes. And I've totally had that happen myself, Steve. And you know, it's funny because we're we're beings of, of patterns and habits, right? And so automatically, as soon as something triggers that similar kind of response or that similar kind of experience within us, then naturally we'll, we'll continue to go into that um, past-based experience. Like, how did we react? What happened? And we're designed that way to protect us, right? That's part of the ego's protection mechanism where... As soon as something feels familiar, the guards go up. And so in that moment, it's about getting really present because this is more of like the mental mind game that comes up. Is it really the same? Are you experiencing the exact same experience or is it different? And allowing yourself to get really, really present in the moment. And one of my favorite ways to do that is through breath work. I mean, we do it all the time. It's accessible in the moment. And just get really intentional with how you're breathing. Ground into the soles of your feet. And then allow yourself to be curious, right? So you want to disengage from the reactive and tap into the curious in order to shift. And that will give you an opportunity to react differently to the experience at hand than what you might have in the past. Mm.
1: That's good. Sorry. I don't like dead air, but I had to let that one even soak into me for just a little bit. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the best way I, I'll kind of tap into this a little bit. This is like my jam. You've totally hit my, my passion point here, Steve. Um the ego, right? We we often demonize the ego. And instead of demonizing the ego, recognizing what its true purpose is for us and the purpose of it is to keep us safe. I mean, it was designed to keep us safe from predators back in the day and now that we don't have that in the same sense, it goes into more of like a perceptual or a mental aspect. And it protects us from those pains that we might experience in relationships or in different things that we're encountering in our lives. But as soon as we can recognize that's what it's doing, then again, we know we have choice. We can listen to it, or we can acknowledge it and choose something different.
1: Mm, choice. Sometimes it'd be nicer if we, if instead of having to choose something different, it could just be given to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're
4: so right. Oh,
1: uh, so what is? what is the easiest way to be able to learn to choose powerfully? Because we really, really got taught how to not choose powerfully. So how do we learn how to choose powerfully?
4: Mm. One thing I often say is we want to remember that the mind is is very fast and it it holds on to, again, those past-based experiences, those past habits. And we want to start tapping into a different way of checking in with ourselves and and I really mean that by checking in, not checking out because that's often what we'll do in those times of challenges. We'll check out and we'll try and numb it out but instead we want to check in we want to lean in. and when we're presented with those choices, I invite people to to listen to their body more than their mind because your body actually knows what it needs in terms of that choice whereas your mind again will kind of start building an evidence of all of the past based things that have happened and once you get into that habit of asking your body and it's as simple as presenting the choice and noticing how your body responds if it feels expansive then that's the choice to take if it feels restrictive then probably not the right one for you and once you get into that habit you'll notice that it happens a lot more efficiently it happens a lot more um, easily and it's something that you'll naturally do instead of trying to figure it out or play the mind game of making that correct decision
1: mm, that's good i like that i always love the power of learning to respond rather than reacting to outside stimulus
4: mm, yes
1: so you're part of the book, the movie, Thoughts Become Things. Um, and I wanted to touch on that for just a second here. Um, you know, I think sometimes the problem is that thoughts become things. <laughs> Do you know, what I'm, you know where I'm going with this? Totally. <laughs> can, you, uh, can you talk just a little bit about our thoughts and really learning to control them?
4: Mm hmm Yes. And that's the best part about how thoughts become things, right? Is because we'll often think about, or we talk about the manifestation or being able to create our lives. And really in the reality of it, we're always creating our lives. Just are we consciously doing it or is it something that's just happening out of pattern or habit? And when it comes to creating a more conscious process of your thoughts, You want to become more proactive right we've always been told that oh positive thoughts are the best but when we're in positive thought we're actually not shifting or changing anything we're just avoiding those what we deem negative experiences or negative emotions so instead we want to become proactive and that comes with thinking about the end in mind Who is it that you want to be how do you want to show up what kind of legacy do you want to create for people what what feelings do you want to feel and I often will say write down a list Um, write down a list of everything that you would love to create in your life and then beside that write down what kind of emotion or feeling that creates for you and that you're gonna start tapping into what I call your top five value feelings your internal values And once you can align with those internal values, then you're going to start to register, align your thoughts with those feelings so that you can begin to proactively create what it is that you want to versus letting it happen by chance.
1: Create whatever you want to rather than letting it happen by chance.
4: Mm -hmm. Oh, I
1: like that. That needs to be a meme. Do you have a meme on your page that already says that?
4: No, but I'm going to now. (laughs) All
1: right. Yes, please do. (laughs) Speaking of your page, uh, for people who would like to go deeper, because I know we just touched on the barely tiny surface of all that is in this. How can people go deeper with you?
4: Yeah, the best way is through my website. So finding my website, which is, www.meganfettis.com or through Instagram or Facebook, which is under my business name, the Rise Entrepreneur Center.
1: Thrive Entrepreneur Center. We're like, we're just kindred spirits and you didn't even know it.
4: (laughs) I feel that I really
1: do. Absolutely. Well, what final words do you have of encouragement for the listeners today?
4: Mm. I would say no matter where you are in life, choose acceptance first and foremost, because as soon as you choose what is, you have the opportunity to create what's next.
1: Choose. I want some people to make a great big giant sign for themselves that says something along the lines of, I choose and then whatever that thing is for them today.
4: Yes. And when, and I love that because when it comes into manifestation, like our languaging is so important and choose and I am like I choose and I am are the most powerful languaging that we can use to create what it is that we want.
1: I love it. Megan, I appreciate the time that you gave us here today. Some amazingly wonderful insights. We could have probably gone for hours just talking about all this stuff. Um, But thank you so much for spending some time on the show with us here
4: today. Well, thank you so much, Steve. It's been such an honor and a pleasure. I I love what we've chatted about, and definitely could go for a long, long time about these topics, so thank you for having me here.
1: You've got this. I know you do. I know that you are a thriving entrepreneur, and you are going to shine the radiant brilliance that is you to the world. One last quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back for the conclusion here of
2: Thriving
1: Entrepreneur.
2: with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny.
0: Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur.
1: This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. I'm so grateful for you. I hope that you are Smiling a little bit more, that you are breathing a little deeper, that you see yourself a little bit happier, that even if you have a helicopter like I do right now, flying in the background, that you can sense the world coming to your rescue. You see, everything in this universe is made for you. Whether it be the helicopter in the background, the marines practicing on the base, the dog barking, men coming and mowing the lawn, the bees buzzing outside, whatever thing might be, even as simple as the sound of the swishing of a fan on your computer or above your head. Everything in this world is made for you, for you to shine your brilliant radiance. All of creation came together to ensure that you would come into existence because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose and the world needs you. I need you to really embrace that. It's okay if you don't want to, but I'd really love for you to because when you live as the best you, then we thrive, all of us. You, absolutely. But you also make the world a better place simply just by being you. Yeah, you do actually have that much power to change the whole of the world simply by showing up And just being the best you you can be today. Not the best you you could be next week. Not the best you that you might be in a year. Just the best you that you can be today. That's all. Tomorrow will come. There will be its own special and significant challenges. And we'll tackle those as they come along. But for right here, right now, today, our assignment is to just simply shine right here where we are, to do all and be all that we can be, to show up in the world as a thriving entrepreneur. Whether we need to reinvent ourselves or go deeper and learn how to be the best version of ourselves, it's so worth it so that we can live every day of our life as a thriving entrepreneur. Until next time, have a great week.
0: Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time.